for the month of December, we're going to look at an overview when God steps into your life. Drawing, hopefully, some lessons. Lessons for life and lessons of life from the events from the Christmas story. We will look at when life seems impossible, when life seems messy, when life gets interrupted, and all that can happen when God steps into your life. It's more than a beautiful story, and yet it is a beautiful story. So let us look and listen in. First of all, from the prophetic word from Isaiah 9 and 6, and then a conversation that goes on. With angel or with Mary and the angel. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. What a powerful passage of scripture. But now as you listen in, the conversation Starting within the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, now the conversation begins. Not exactly sure what was the setting what was taking place and what Mary was doing at the exact time and the exact moment. But the angel come in. And the angel began to communicate and talk to her. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled. Yeah. She was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. How many know she's very human? Very human. You know, when you get a word from the Lord and, you know, it doesn't always come by angelic messengers, but it can raise some 
thoughts and bewilderment and wonders in your life, you know? When you read the word of God, which is the voice of God, God's communication sometimes, you know, we're not really sure. What's it about? What does it mean? He recognizes this and says, do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God. How many know this morning that we found favor with God? Yeah. Now he really gets to the core of the thing and says, and behold, guess what? I got a surprise for you. This wasn't a minor surprise. This was a major surprise. You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. How many think she was going, whoa? He eases her a little bit, you know what I mean? And how many know if you're, you're going to have a kid, nice if he's going to be great and successful <laughs> in his future is, you know? I mean, yeah, okay, all right. He'll be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Please, as you read this, Add to it a little human element, okay? She's very natural. She hasn't reached some spiritual giantism. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. What a future. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be? She's still functioning, right? There's still sanity that's, you know, and reason that has taken place. Wait a minute. You're going to have to do some explaining. I don't know a man. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One in you who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Sounds good. He begins to tell her about Elizabeth, a relative has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who, has, who was called barren. So he's shown, you know, another miracle that has happened, you know, in the family. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord... Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from 
her. The final response in the midst of all the questions. The simple answers, but now the challenge. When life seems impossible, you will discover that when God steps in, life can get messy. The function and the operation of God's fulfillment is not always sterile. The story of Christmas holds within it the series of completely unplanned, messy events. It shows us how God uses even the impossible to accomplish divine purposes. This book From cover to cover, it's filled with exciting and miraculous stories of God showing up, interrupting lives, doing impossible things with messy situations. This mess that seems to be unfolding was in reality, a divine invitation. A divine invitation to participate in a plan of God, in a mission that was more than just about herself. It was about humanity, mankind, Fact is, when we open the scriptures in Genesis chapter 1, it introduces us to a world of impossibleness, chaos, darkness, nothingness. Yet there lies within it also a great potential. All it needs is a word from God to unleash it, to release it, Potential is there. And so as the story of Christmas unfolds, it is, it is fulfilling the word of God back from Genesis when man fell and the curse came upon the human race and God saw it and began to prophesy to the future in how it would be by the seed of a woman that would take down the powers of darkness. Imagine Mary's life was being interrupted. You see, Mary wasn't planning on giving birth to a child. She was planning a marriage. Imagine how Joseph's boat was rocked 
when he learned of Mary's pregnancy. Imagine the challenge of traveling 80 miles, nine months pregnant. Imagine as the story unfolds the anxiety and the disorientation as they arrive in the city and yet somehow God made reservations in a stable. You read how he's the king. He's a ruler. He's a governor. He's God. And yet, what looks like an interruption of life is really a divine invitation. Think about it this morning. These divine interruptions and that occur at the most inconvenient time. I'm getting married. I'm celebrating. Life has some major plans in it. And God interrupts. And while the plan is great, the process is messy. Let's go with Mary. Hi, Dad. I want to tell you something. I'm pregnant. But don't, don't get upset now. Don't, don't move too fast here. Let, too yeah, it's too late. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happened. An angel of the Lord appeared. What do you think, Jim? Question. Yeah. I mean, that's really a good story, isn't it? That's the best one I've ever heard. Can feel the trauma in her life. How are we ever going to know that this is true? You won't even know it when the baby's born. You'll know I was pregnant and I had a baby. God's intrusion into her life, Joseph's life. Things that began to stretch everyone's imagination and interrupt. 
the present plans. You know, the thing of it is, is when God first is with us, we are often surprised. We're interrupted, we're awakened, and we're even disorientated. Because I said, God was with us. God's plans rarely fit with our understanding. But the good news is that blessings often arrive by divine interruptions. You see, interruptions become the starting point. Because God starts with the impossible. But when life is messy and seems impossible, God's got a plan that involves you. It may turn, turn your holidays into holidays. You may have a good plan, as Mary and Joseph did. It was a plan of marriage, but that celebration never came. It never came. But God starts with the impossible, with divine innovations. It gives you a new picture, a fresh insight into when God's ways are not your ways, they are higher. Now, when I interpret higher, naturally, I go, you know what? It's, it's just, you know, it's just what I would expect. It's not coming with mess. It's not coming with, you know, challenges. It's coming with ease. It's just loaded with blessing. How many think that for a while nobody was calling her blessed? <laughs> no, they weren't calling her blessed. In fact, it's all through the life of Jesus. The stigma followed him. You are a child out of wedlock. Miracles, divine pathways are rarely smooth without interruptions and without some kind of mess. When you're faced with the messy and the impossible and God is behind it. Now let me stop here first. God does not just work with the mess that he creates. He'll also work with the mess that you create. Okay, so I want you to understand that. 
In this case, God is creating a mess from a human standpoint. And at those moments, you can take a, an evasive plan or you can go ahead and say, be it to me according to your will, even though I don't understand how it's going to work. See, Joseph was about to take an evasive plan, a legal plan, an option that was his. As he privately considered divorcing her. Again, divine intervention is needed in the life of Joseph. So we got two people now that are hearing from heaven. What if? Those situations are great opportunities. Disguised as impossible situations. What if? That's a lesson from the life of this story of, of Christmas. Impossible promises, an impossible story, messy and beautiful, beautiful and ugly, ugly, twists and turns don't make any sense. Why is it happening like this? Having been around long enough, particularly pastoring long enough, having heard enough stories many times and over, I know this is a natural response. Why? How come? I don't understand. Raising Sometimes this confusion where you're filled with faith and doubt at the same time. There's peace and yet at the same time there's confusion. There's fear and yet there's courage. These things live together. They don't make sense Yet they're all part of that redeeming story for your life. It's about participating in God's story. And at those points, it requires a heart journey and not a head journey. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. 
How many know that that is the conflict? Is our own understanding. But there comes a time when it must become a heart journey and not a head journey. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. She, after a few questions, we see this, you know, total trust. Be it unto me according to your will. I am not going to try to figure this out, God. I am just going to go ahead and be a yielded yes. Excuse me. In this faith and doubt, peace and confusion, fear and courage, we can easily become focused on the dark and become blinded by the light. Think about it. He is Lord of all. He's Lord of the messy manger. Yes. In this life story of Mary, we see that the demands of the natural often get us to divine appointments. There went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. A natural demand helped them to arrive at divine appointment my think for a moment how Mary is feeling so when you feel that way you've got company what was it that drove her to see Elizabeth it says that she went into the high country I mean, she's getting out of the neighborhood. She's leaving the stairs. Not the climbing stairs, though. She's leaving the gossip centers. <laughs> she's leaving the arena of those that just journey by their head. And she's going to join somebody that's journeying by their heart, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. 
when God steps in. It might not always get better. It might get messy. Mm. I don't like that kind of God. (laughs) I like a nice, orderly, uninterrupted, you know, your soul wonderful son. All kind of disguised the power of the plan. Life was a mess, but God was in it. Yes. Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. God seems to like to start with the unlikely. But the good news is, is because God is in it, that there's new life and new beginnings that are coming from your mess. They are just the soil from which the seed of promise needs to be planted. Yes. The good thing about this wonderful Jesus in the messy manger is the wonder of it all. Maybe nobody else sees the promise in your mess. Maybe nobody else sees the potential of your interrupted life. But there's a reason why Jesus was born in a manger. It's because he is a shepherd. And shepherds live where the sheep live. Shepherds sleep where the sheep sleep. Shepherds eat where the sheep eat. Oh, hallelujah. He's there. He's there. He's there to take the mess and bring blessing out of it. That point of pain and struggle. Yes. He works all things together for good.
as I said on this side of life, in many aspects, I can look back, and I'm sure you can too, and validate that there were some things that just left a mess. But God worked it out. Do you have time this morning for God to interrupt your life? In the story of the Good Samaritan, there were three men. But only one of them had the time for God to interrupt his life. Yeah. The journey doesn't seem to match the promise. David, we anoint you king. How many know it was a long time and a long way to the throne? Hiding in caves. Running from Saul. The promise seems so bleak. The setup seems so impossible. It would have been better just to be a shepherd boy. He doesn't show you the journey. But he does assure you that he will be with you in and through the journey. And he that has begun a good work in you, he says, is going to get it finished. (laughs) I don't like me now. (laughs) No, I do like me now. But how many times do we say it? I don't like me now. And yet, he's not finished. He's not finished. Holy interruptions. Trying to find the beauty in the chaos. You see, sometimes our heart is right or in the right place, but our perspective is off. Yes, there's a blessing that's designed for the interruption that's taken place. But each one has a choice to accept and to obey or just walk away. You should plan. 
you should prioritize. But you should always be open to Holy Spirit interruptions. Always be open to Holy Spirit interruptions. Because they are divinely placed opportunities. Opportunities, you know, that will contribute to the fulfillment of the promise, but opportunities to grow. According to 2 Peter chapter 1, 5 through 10, he shows us the benefit of the development of godly character and how it improves how we see when our sight is limited, when we can't see very far, when it's clouded, he said, it probably has a lot to do with your personal development. Not your salvation, but your personal development. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, you know, diligence, patience. Yes. So build in margins for divine interruptions. Don't look at those interruptions as though the thief is trying to take something away. Now, he might be trying, but you can need to view them as divinely ordered construction zones. And I hate construction zones. (laughs) They impede my progress as far as I'm concerned. They slow up how, me from being able to get where, you know, I want to go or even I know I'm supposed to go. Yes. We experience divine interventions and divine innovations. Not cute phrase, church. How am I going to handle this? I'm not suggesting to rejoice in your mess. I'm suggesting rejoice in the God that's in your mess. You see, if you will change what you can... Accept what you can't change. Peace will meet you in the middle. If you change what you can, accept what you can't change, and peace will meet you in the middle. It's that combination of confusion, you know what I mean? And courage. Bewilderment and yet faith. Because life emerges not from big moments, life emerges from little moments 
that prepare us for big moments. David. Now, I don't think it was a little moment, but apparently it is a small moment compared to Goliath. A small moment. A battle that he had. One time with a bear and another time with a lion. But it was that moment, those small moments, that prepared him for the big moment. Because his big moment was not just simply, you know, uh, killing Goliath. It was building a platform to the kingship of the promise that he had received when he was in Jesse's house in Samuel anointed him with king. There's a stairway to every role. Yes. Stairway. As my musicians come this morning, because we're going to get out here and let those kids tell us a story on the 15th. My goal is not to impress. My goal is to impact. The... God's plan is sometimes harder, but it's better. That's what I've discovered. I discover it from this story, and I've discovered it in my own life. I'm not going to tell you that Christianity and the fulfillment of the promises of God you know, is a walk in the park. It's probably more like a walk in the dark. (laughs) I can't see. And the only light I have is the word of God. The only light I have is the word that God told me. Sometimes it's from the scriptures and other times it's a personal voice, just like Mary had. What's given her all of this courage, you know, to face all of this is the word that she got from God. Yeah. I was telling my wife that that God just spoke to me just, I think, two weeks ago. Maybe three weeks ago. Well, he had spoke to me, but then I just kind of, you know what I mean? Okay, I got it. Hallelujah. You know, and then I don't know what the moment was, but but he said, you know, he said, just do the word that I told you. Because I want more information, see? I just soon have more clarity. 
God will make it easier if I go ahead and have more clarity to it. So come on, give me some more clarity. And he says, you just. He didn't say it that way. You just. (laughs) He said, just do the word I told you. And when I just said, okay, I'm just going to do the word I told you, there was such a, a peace. It took it off my shoulders and put it on his shoulders because of the, his rule and his government, there shall be no end. It shall rest upon his shoulders. We are operational and we function in the government of God. You will experience the miracles of God's plan. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. God has a divine arrangement. We don't know them, but they're set up. Remember this, every promise of God is filled with power. How shall this be? Oh, hallelujah. It comes with power. The Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. There will be some functions and operations that are taking place that only are keen to the Holy Spirit. Yes, it comes with its own power. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It comes with its own power. Let me wrap this up with the power of Jesus over the things that stump us. Number one, Jesus has power over quality. The wedding feast of Cana. You see, when God steps in, the quality improves. And you're about to experience the best. Hallelujah. When something runs out, he's always a plan. Not just to keep it from running out, but to improve upon the very thing that you need. The quality. Jesus has the power to improve the quality. 
Jesus has the power that when God steps in, when the distance is too far, when something is out of reach and there's gaps that exist, he has power over that distance. Remember the story of the nobleman's son. There was a 20 mile distance. How am I going to get, okay, the healing, the promise to my son who's 20 miles away? Jesus says, no problem. Because when he steps in, he's got power over distance. You can't reach him. There's a gap between you and them. Hallelujah. He has power over the gap. And let's say, for instance, something's been around for a long time. He's got power over time. At the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, this man was disabled. But you see, when God steps in, how long something's been around doesn't make any difference. Because he's got power over time. He's got power over quantity. And we say all these things because many of us fall in these arenas. Our prayer requests, our needs, our promises, everything, you know what I mean? They, somehow there, there's a connection. When God steps in, it doesn't make any difference how big the shortage. You're going to have some leftovers. Somebody give the Lord a praise. <laughs> You're going to have leftovers. My wife and I, we get amazed. The leftovers. In fact, as I'm going home to have leftovers. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning, church? Hallelujah. <clears throat> he has power over quantity. He has power over misfortunes. The blind man had the misfortune of being born blind. He didn't have the same opportunities. He started behind, as it were. There were things that were missing. But when God steps in, oh, hallelujah. When God steps in, the misfortunes of the past all of a sudden get and find an equalizer in Jesus Christ. 
last but not least, he has power. As you stand with me, he has power over death. We sing about it, we know about it, but when God steps in, resurrection power arrives. Hallelujah. That which has been dead, all of a sudden comes to life. There can be some things that stink this morning like they did with Lazarus. He's been there too long. It's smelly. Hallelujah. But when resurrection power steps in, even death has to give way to he who is the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we worship him, and that's why we celebrate, and that's what Christmas is all about. It's God stepping in to the mess of humanity, not just in that generation, not just in that time of of life, but all the way through now. Because grace has divine interruptions built into it. It's okay this morning for you to say, how shall these things be? And I will give you the word of the Lord just like the angel gave the word of the Lord. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And there's going to be conceptions that the Holy Spirit begins to bring to pass. And remember that this greatest miracle, fulfillment of promise, began as an embryo. We love miracles full grown. We love miracles already, you know, packaged beautifully. God says, no. They start many times just as a seed, as an embryo. So what promises God made you? What does the word tell you? Give it permission to find the soil of faith in your life. And then take it on a journey to fulfillment. You may have to run from Herod. You might have to go down into Egypt, you know what I mean? Because there's no food in your land. But God interrupts for salvation and not destruction. Amen? Your mess, your interruption, your impossibilities, that's where God steps in. Remember this. It all started with a conversation with God. That's all you need is have a conversation with God. Hallelujah. Have a conversation with God 
praise the Lord and listen to what he says. Father, this morning, thank you for turning our messages into messages. Thank you for turning our interruptions, Father, into new beginnings. Thank you for turning the impossible things, God, to possibilities. Let our faith now arise by the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Go with God. He's gone with you. Blessings to you.